When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is Tuna again. Richarlison! Pick that one out. First one routine, second one remarkable. Well, another fascinating night at the World Cup. Cristiano Ronaldo created some history and Brazil turned on the style. One man that was lucky enough to be watching it all is Daniel Garb, who's over in Qatar. He joins us again this morning. Morning, Daniel. Hello, Jules. Good thing you called, mate, because uh, after watching Brazil in full flight, it's hard to get to sleep. They were exhilarating. So a good thing to chat straight after that masterclass. It was a masterclass, and, and in saying that too, they, they weren't playing an ordinary side. Serbia is a, a very, very competent team, and look, it could have been more than 2-0, couldn't it, really, the way they played? Yeah, I thought Serbia held on really well in the first half, and then the pressure just tells. And as you said, they're an excellent football team. I mean, to qualify through Europe, you have to be. With some very good operators in the eleven, and Mitrovic and Dusan Tadic, for example, they couldn't get the ball. It was 63% possession to 37%, 19 shots to four for the game. Uh, Brazil have started this World Cup in a wonderful manner. And there aren't many better sites in sport than Brazil in full flight at a World Cup, not just on the field, but in the crowd. I mean, the scenes in the stands are just brilliant. That Brazilian verve reverberating around the stadium, almost 90,000 inside the LaSalle Stadium and... uh, they were treated to a show in the second half and a goal from Rosalison, a double from him, but the second, a strike that will be very hard to beat for goal of the tournament. The touch to tear it up for himself, the swivel, and then the finish, which I actually think, Jules, if you watch it closely, more often than not with a scissor kick or an overhead, a player just hits it and hopes to get it on target, which is understandable. But I actually think he aims for the corner with power, of course and places it there after all that he'd done prior to that. It's a special World Cup goal, and I look forward to seeing whatever strike beats that, if there is one, for goal of the tournament. I'm not sure there will be, Um, but that was a little bit of magic. Uh, Enjoy watching that over and over again today, Australia. Yeah, they've got an amazing squad, uh, Brazil, for this World Cup. So much depth. Just how much pressure is on Brazil in this World Cup? Because it's a nation that pretty much expects to win a World Cup every time they go and compete in it. They haven't won one since 2002. They've got the great squad. So I'm assuming from back home, there'd be a lot of pressure on this team to get the job done. But there always is at every single World Cup they go to. So they're used to that. And every Copa America and every big qualifier against Argentina, there's enormous pressure. So they grow up with it, but they've got a lot of depth. I don't think they are too reliant on Neymar, which has been an issue for them in perhaps a World Cup or two recently. Now they've got others who are sharing the load. Vinicius Jr. has come on in a massive way for Real Madrid in the last couple of years. 
Richarlison's now made a big statement early in the tournament. That takes some pressure off Neymar, who did limp off with an injury, by the way. That's the only concern out of the game for Brazil. Is there an issue with Neymar, who looked like he was pretty distressed afterwards? That might change their fortunes a bit. But you look at players like Anthony and Gabriel Martinelli that they're bringing off the bench. Rodrigo, who all came on and, and looked lively. They've got a number of options, which they always do, but maybe they've been very Neymar-focused in recent times at World Cups. Not the case, I think, with this team. They've got others who can chip in a lot. The only question mark on them still is, is their defence. Is it a little bit too old? But they made a very big statement tonight overall. And uh, to go with Spain, who were fantastic, and France, who were obviously brilliant against us, and Brazil has set a marker very early on, and you can see why they are favourites to uh, win the World Cup again. It's been a Daniel Garb over in Qatar. A pretty crazy finish to the game between uh, Portugal and Ghana, but obviously going into the game, as there usually is, all the focus was on Cristiano Ronaldo. He scored from the penalty spot. He set a record of scoring at five different World Cups. Is that a record that may never be beaten? Fair chance. It would take something incredible for someone to, uh, to come in and do that. When you look at the players that have come before him to score at four, so Pelé, Ubi Zeller from Germany, Miroslav Klose and Lionel Messi. And now Cristiano Ronaldo has jumped from that group to score at five World Cups out on his own. It's quite incredible. Yeah, not sure we'll see that again. And he's the ultimate showman, as we know. He wins a penalty in the second half. Did he go over a little bit easily? Perhaps. Um, there was contact there. I thought it was a 50-51, but he made the most of it. But then he just, he loves the limelight and the pressure of that penalty, doesn't he? Looking up to the sky, the deep breaths, he knows every single camera's on him and he thumps it home. But Portugal were a little bit iffy at the back after that. They let Ghana back into the game. It's not the most convincing performance overall for them defensively. They showed their quality in attack, but uh, Cristiano off and running at this World Cup after what has been obviously a highly controversial uh, couple of weeks for him where he was dumped by Manchester United. So he's playing unattached at this tournament, which is quite incredible. Yeah, that doesn't happen uh, too often. Where do you think he's going to end up, Garby? I mean, there's been discussions about some huge offers uh, from the Middle East. Uh, post this World Cup and when the dust settles, you got got a thought on where Cristiano Ronaldo's club career heads from here? He needs a big tournament to land at a big club. Um, he needs something special, and there's every chance he will do because Portugal set things up for him. Um, and maybe a big club will say, all right, for the rest of the season, maybe he can fire us to a Champions League trophy or get us far in that tournament. So you're looking at perhaps a Bayern Munich or a Chelsea. They're two clubs that have been mentioned. Bayern would be one that he would love. Um, you know, Lewandowski's moved on. He's gone to Barcelona. There's a bit of a hole there. They didn't want him at the start of the season. Will they panic now and say, all right, we'll take it on for six months? Maybe he can lead us to some glory in Europe, potentially. But there's a lot of baggage with Cristiano. And the issue with him is, in a World Cup of Portugal, is different. His home country is their greatest ever player by a long, long way. They can set things up around him. When you're playing club football, he's got to do the other stuff. The defending, the, the pressing, the chasing back, um, which you know, playing two games a week is hard to do um, over the course of months. And you know, the managers are worried, if I drop him, is he going to sulk? Is he going to cause issues in the dressing room? Perhaps, which is why United... Obviously, we're happy to let him go in the end or weren't playing him this season, but it causes problems. Other managers will look at that and then the interview and think it's... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot of baggage. So it's going to be interesting. Um, None of the big clubs wanted him at the start of the season. He wanted out. He shopped himself everywhere. They weren't keen. Maybe Bayern Munich has a little nibble now, and uh, he can go to a big club and try and win another Champions League crown over the uh, back end of the season. Speaking to Daniel Garb over in Qatar for the World Cup. Garby, Socceroos in action tomorrow night, uh, Australian time. Uh, Graham Arnold will speak uh, a little bit later today, our time. Uh, he never gives away his starting 11, as we know. But uh, mm-hmm. Adam Peacock yesterday he thought there might be three to four changes in this uh, Socceroos team. Uh, how many are you, you expecting in the starting 11 for the game against Tunisia? Yeah, around the same mark. I think there will be some changes, a very different approach is understandable considering the, the changing class between the two sides. Tunisia are no mugs, though. They are going to go into the game as favourites, and deservedly so. They're a very good side who performed well against Denmark. I think there'll be potentially a change up front. Mitch Duke did well. Maybe he keeps his spot, but it wouldn't surprise if Jamie McLaren got a go. I'd like to see McLaren start. I think he deserves it. Didn't get on at the last World Cup. We know he scored a truckload of goals mm. in the A-League. It feels like... If this is a, a moment for him to start for Australia. Jason Cummings came on against France. I'd like to see Jamie McLaren given that responsibility. He's just desperate for it. Um, we'll wait and see, though, if Graham Arnold makes that call. I think there'll be a change at right back. I don't think Nathaniel Atkinson was the right call against France. I think that was a mistake from Graham Arnold. He should have gone with a more defensive right back. Milos Degenek or Fran Karasic or Thomas Deng. There are three other options there to play at right back. And he went for, I think, a player who's very good going forward in Atkinson, who actually suits the Tunisia game more, but a player who's still learning his craft defensively. So I think his confidence will be a little bit shot after the Mbappe mauling, which is, again, the best player in the world right now up against him. That's going to happen. I think there'll be a change there at right back. Wouldn't surprise if there was one in midfield. We looked a little bit one-paced in the middle of the park. Um, Moy and Irvine probably survived, but we're shocked if one of them was dropped. No. Um, but I, I think maybe a Cammy Devlin or Keanu Backers could come into midfield for, for Irvine or McGree, just to give a bit more zip in there, um, which is probably necessary. So I can see three or four changes for sure. Garby, for those who didn't watch the game between Tunisia and Denmark or haven't seen uh, much of Tunisia play, what sort of team are the Socceroos facing here? And just give us an idea of of what the atmosphere will be like because there is a lot of Tunisian fans uh, in the country by the sound of it. That there are. There are plenty that live here in Qatar. We noticed that from the first day that we arrived when there weren't too many supporters in the country, the Tunisians stood out. They're loud. They're so proud of their country. You can understand that. They will outnumber Australia enormously in the stands. And so that's something the Socceroos are going to have to deal with. They're pacey, they're vibrant, they're energetic, they're incredibly proud of playing for their country. Um, And to match it with a side like Denmark, who qualified third for this World Cup, the third quickest team to make it to Qatar, in a tough group, beat France twice, that says something. So, yeah, it's going to be a big test for us, but they're also not experienced on stages like this. So perhaps they don't start well, or it takes them a while to get into their groove. Maybe we can just see some opportunities. I also think... The contrast in the classes, good as Tunisia are, between the French and them, 
may just help our boys. I mean, they've gone through a game where they just struggled to get their foot on the ball. We'll have more of it against Tunisia and perhaps we'll grow in confidence early in the game. We'll get chances. It's a game we can win, but Tunisia deserve to be favourites. They're a better side than us right now. But uh, if we can just hold things together at the back um, and nab one or two at the other end and grow into the game, maybe we can win our first World Cup match since 2010 in South Africa. And if we do that, Jules and France beats Denmark. Yep. We're actually in the box seat to uh, to qualify for the round of 16. But that's a couple of very big ifs, of course. So what's your prediction, Garby? Oh, oh, Jules, I'm thinking with my heart because I'm at the World Cup and I'm... <laughs> Fair enough. You know, I'm an Australian and I'm loving watching the Socceroos and I'm going to the game and I just want us to win so badly like we all do. Um, I'm hoping desperately for a win. I think we can win. I'd love nothing more than to see it. I don't think with my head it's going to happen. I think Tunisia might be a tad too good for us. Maybe we get a draw. But you know what? I'm letting the heart overpower everything at the moment. <laughs> As you do at a World Cup, the place to dream. But no, I do think Tunisia will be too good. But it, I don't like saying it, and I hope to everything that I'm wrong. Well, you're a great judge, Garby, but on this one, I definitely hope you're wrong. Uh, Mate, thanks again uh, for your time. Uh, Enjoy it watching the Socceroos live in the stadium. And uh, again, we appreciate you taking your time uh, late at night, your time. Thanks, mate.